this is Denise Ferguson and this is I'm Not Doing This Without Alcohol. We are on episode 25-ish, I think. Sorry, I'm not sure. And we're here with Kimba. Hello, Kimba. How are you? Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. Oh, no problem at all. So, Kimba, tell me all about your business and what you do. So, um, that's exciting. That's like, right, okay. How long have I got? So, um, I help businesses to use Instagram in such a way that they generate leads for themselves, which is what they want really, to grow a targeted following um, of people that are actually interested in what they do rather than just a sporadic, fingers crossed approach, basically. In a nutshell, that's what I do. (laughs) So there's so many social media marketers and things like that. What what sets you out from from other people? What is it that you give that that others don't. Oh, I like this. Okay, so um, probably a good idea to give you a bit of history about how I got into all this. Um, so I was working in a marketing job uh, before social media was really a thing. And um, in my spare time, I'm a semi-professional hula hooper, as you do. <laughs> um, and I loved it and I got, um, I got really into doing Instagram to kind of show off my skills and to network with the hula hoop community and I got sponsored by an American company to promote their hoops so I taught myself in my spare time how to use Instagram to promote their company Um, and I used Facebook a bit as well and I did that for free because what I was getting in exchange for the sponsorship was professional hula hoops not many so I learned how to organically promote a company through Instagram Um, And I outsold all of the other sponsored hoopers by around 10 times. And even now, I haven't promoted that company in about two years and I'm still their highest performing sponsored hooper, which is crazy. Um, And then I use those skills when I start my own business. I I have uh, run a social media community for three and a bit years now. And I use the skills to then teach others and also manage other people's accounts so that they can also benefit from my organic Instagram skills. It's all about talk, none of it's this. I, I don't teach people things that I know don't work. I tried, I tried a lot of things um, and I don't agree with being spammy and I don't agree with automation. And it's all about building community, building relationships and doing so in a organic way. I know that, that word organic is overused, but you know what I mean. No, I do. I, I, there's so many words that are so bloody overused now that I don't even know which ones I'm allowed to say. I don't even know which ones I allow myself to say anymore. But I also agree that it, that it has to be organic. And, and anyone who spams me, it drives me mad. So if anyone's watching, please stop spamming me. Like I get thousands of messages every day and I can't possibly... And Instagram's so bad for it. It's so bad for it. It's just full of really annoying people who who are doing it from a plate from the right place. They're trying to promote their business. Not They're all of them, to, but yeah. Well, yeah, not all of yeah, them, but yeah. you know, there's there's some of those in every walk of life. Um, and uh, I mean, we could talk about them if you want to all day long. I mean, the fact that I have a company page, it's pretty obviously a company page, and I still get sent very inappropriate messages from guys. I'm like, what is this? Me too. I like to, me and Claire like to keep a league table of you know, how, how I'm getting on in the week. And if I haven't had um, a certain amount of anatomy pictures and a certain amount of, of proposals per week, then I'm completely lagging. Christmas people must have been spending time with their wives because I didn't get any. 
Well, there we go. Says a lot. I know, but they're back. <laughs> I've had five this week. Woo! <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But yes, oh. there's there's all that on Instagram as well. So it's really nice to be able to show people how to use it in a way that's not like yeah, being a horrible person basically, and or just being like in. I don't know, not really being there, letting some automated crap send stuff out for you. It's just, yeah. Yeah, no, I'm 100% behind that. And I always say to everybody that you need to engage and, you need, and people need to get to know you and your business. And I'm forever, you know, people are constantly saying that they'll do work for me as, if, as long as I, you know, promote them. And I, and I say, I've literally never met you before in my life. But no I don't want you to do work for me because I, I don't know what you do I don't know anything about you do, do you mean do you want me to go to your page and have a look you know is that no 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 just promote me like no no I'm not going to do that no weird people so quickly go back to the hoops oh yeah yeah where did that come from and do you know Emma Kenner I, yes, I do. Yeah. I went to school with Emma. Did you? Oh my gosh. Um, yeah, so obviously Bristol based, of course, I know Emma and I help, like I volunteered at her events. A couple of years running now, I'm going to be working at her event again this year. Yeah. Awesome. She's lovely. Give her my love. I will do. Oh, such a small world. Um, how did I get into hooping? So I had a breakup when I was in uni and I don't know why, but you know, like, when you move out of your home you only like your parents house you only take certain things with you and for some reason I took this child hoop with me um and I remember when I was like feeling down in the dumps I was like oh you know I'm gonna give this a go we lived in one bed flat and it was the place that there was no way we couldn't neither of us could afford to move out so I spent a lot of time in the garden teaching myself basically tricks that I learned online and I very quickly realized that the kids hoop wasn't going to do it for me I found that I actually knew somebody who made adult sized hoops um so she made me one and then I taught myself and it kind of all went from there really but yeah I I love it and like for a long time when I started my business I didn't do it because you know what it's like when you first start a business you're so busy in the thralls of getting things done that everything else falls by the wayside a bit whilst you do that whole just getting shit done thing oh am I allowed to swear I just did of course you are cool good that makes things easier um and then recently as like my business has started to get to a bit of a safer space I started going again and I'd forgotten how much I missed it and it just makes me so happy it's just you know no matter what mood you're in if I just go and throw a plastic hoop out or put some music loud and like dance about it just yeah it cheers me back yeah your hooping is my running which is obviously you know lots of people hate but I just I don't have to think when I run and I just you know all of the, the the nonsense that happens in my brain just kind of evaporates and I just just get sweaty and, and wet and windy and, and just bloody love it and I'm weird like that. So yeah, completely oh, no, get it. That is not weird at all. I love I love running for that too. I find with running the first ten minutes a hell, but then once I'm past that first ten minutes, it is the nicest thing. And it can be absolutely pissing it down with rain, it can be um, windy, it doesn't matter because once you're in that roof it's like yeah it's the best okay. yeah no I went out when it was gale force the other day and I just couldn't believe I'd done it because usually I'd be like not doing that mm. it, I mean it was awful and I swore the whole way round, but I just could I was so ecstatic that I'd done it and I felt amazing the next day I did feel like I'd you know broken myself because it was 
literally gale force winds that I was running into, but hey, it's fun. <sighs> so, you've got to do things to be consistent sometimes, huh? Well, you've just got to get out of your comfort zone, haven't you? I'm constantly saying to people at the minute, mainly because I am way, you know, I don't even know what comfort zone is anymore because I'm constantly just doing something different every single day. But I, I say to people all the time, you know, you won't get anywhere in your comfort zone. So you've just got to keep pushing yourself and pushing yourself and pushing yourself. And also the thing that I keep saying to people recently is that you can wallow in self-pity, but you're not allowed to stay there. So, you know, if, if you're absolutely. feeling completely out of your comfort zone on one day, that's absolutely fine. You know, stay there for five minutes, stay there for five hours if you want, but the next day you've got to get over it. You've just got to keep going. I've started trying to do something similar actually and I had a really great piece of advice which was quite similar to that which was if you've got something that you need to worry about put a time limit on it so like and if you've got a big speaking engagement coming up or something and you're worried about it you give yourself I'm not allowed to worry about it until the day before and then you know you've got an allocated time to worry it just makes the rest of the time so much easier if you're not stressing about the thing that's coming up so yeah 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 good plan so what how can people you know who's your ideal client how can people work with you where do they find you so um a lot of people tend to find me through my free five-day challenge which i run a few times a year um and it's more business owners because they're the ones you know larger business owners can afford to talk to or get somebody in-house but with smaller businesses generally speaking they have to do it themselves um and they want there's so much misinformation out there and there's so many people teaching different things that I think what I offer is very much you only have to do these things and then you know you'll get the results that you need um, and then from that generally they go on to my uh, mastermind which is called the Instamind which is Instagram mastermind it's so clever is <laughs> what it is how you came up with that name really <laughs> hilarious um, yeah but they I mean they can find me anywhere I, we've just um so interesting fact, last week we've reached the 10,000 followers mark on Instagram. Now if anyone who's watching this, thank you very much, if anyone who's like watching or listening to this has um, been following my journey at all, then they would know that I always go on about the fact that the number of followers isn't important, it's having the right followers. But I wanted to show that using my methods within a year I could get to 10,000 followers. I started at 2,500 and I, man I was eight days out. But that included me running challenges, that included, you know, me being sick, me going on holiday. So it was showing that I don't even have to follow my methods 100% to grow a targeted following of that many people. Um, so, yeah, I was very pleased to get, get to that number. It's not easy and it's not something that I suggest that other people do, but I wanted the swipe up feature and I wanted to be able to say to people, look, it is possible. And I didn't have any any of my team help me with that. I did it all myself on purpose to show that one person can do it. And I didn't answer. So, yeah. No, I, I, I'm the same. I, I you know, I, I'm, I do have targets for numbers, but they have to be people that I would actually work with. So I totally agree with with numbers don't actually mean anything at all. But it is about reaching more of your ideal client and you know getting that message across and and having the 10,000 people I completely understand the benefit of that because it gives you additional features within Instagram but you were saying that you, that, that we 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 so who, who's the Kimber team okay so this has changed over the years so we have um, I've had members of staff and I've had freelancers but at the moment it's a mixture of freelancers based all over the place but um, 
yeah, it's it's weird because I got so used to saying I got so used to saying I, and then I got staff in, and then I got used to saying we, and I'm like I don't know if I want to transition back to saying I because I still have a team of fantastic people that support me. They just don't work in the office. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. Me and yeah. Claire, we're lucky if we meet up, you know, once every month, once every couple of months. We just live our lives on Skype or phone calls or WhatsApp. So yeah, um, we're very much a we, but we're we're very rarely we together yeah same and I don't I think that's great and it's one of the best things about what what I do actually is I'm very fortunate if I wanted to pick up and go and move to Spain tomorrow I could do that because you know everything I deliver is online and all of my you know team work with me remotely anyway so it's yeah I'm, I'm so fortunate I can't go yeah not <laughs> No, I love that part of my job. You know, obviously I have to be in England to, you know, meet clients and, you know, finish deals and, and, and you know, various things like that. And I do have to uh, make sure that there's not um, deals coming to, the, you know, the end. But largely I'll spend the whole of the summer in Spain and the kids can splash in the pool and I've got my laptop next to me. So I you know I've worked for myself for 10 years now I, I couldn't not work for myself anymore and I love the flexibility of it and I love the fact that I can do what I need to do whenever I need to do it so you know completely 100% behind that but yeah possibly I need to uh, in, in I need to improve the the solely online things so I'm not quite so hampered with with where I need to be and what I need to do. But yeah, that's 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 all in the pipeline. That's all in the 10 year plan as I keep going on about. That's exciting. It's good to have that as a goal. Yeah. Yeah, so what does, what does Kimber have in her 10 year plan? Uh, so I think for me this year, a lot of it is about making life easier. So the past year or so, so the Instamind and Instabiz Week, which is the free five day challenge, didn't exist. 18 months ago so the last year has been really about putting all of my focus on to getting you know increasing our audiences and and making sure that those things are as good as they can be excuse me my nose is running terribly um and so this year is about simplifying things so making things easier bringing people in to help me with things um and making just making it all a bit more streamlined because at the moment it's a lot of like intense time and then you know downtime and then more intense time and then like yeah I think it's easy to get into the hamster wheel just be like keep going keep going keep going so I'm like right this year it's about simplifying it's about improving my processes it's about improving the software um so that exactly like you said if I want to go and take two weeks two months however long off the systems are in place to keep things going um that's the idea and you know to keep getting people through this program and helping as many people as possible because when I started it like with anything else you know I was like I know I can help people I know it works for me I know it's worked for my clients but I wonder if it'll work for other people and now I've got so many stories of people saying how it's changed their lives and it's just you know you read these things you're like I, I can't believe this is about something that I've done that is insane and also nobody else is going to believe this but the you know the more people that go through the program, the more I'm seeing it happen. Um, and I've got some amazing case studies from it. So if I could help more people to turn their lives around and make their businesses viable through, you know, stuff I taught myself on Instagram, then that's amazing. Yeah, no, I'm completely the same. I, I do everything that I do because I love helping people. And when I 
you know, when I come across somebody who's, you know, signed a lease that they don't understand and, you know, their intel shit and it looks like their business is going to go under and I can, you know, sort them all out and make them confident again and, you know, show them a light at the end of the tunnel. There's nothing that's more rewarding than that. So every everything we do, yes, it's to make money, you know, let's, let's not forget that we need to pay bills and, you know, feed the feral children that um, happen to be knocking on the door at the moment but I it's also that I wouldn't keep doing and I wouldn't still love what I do if it wasn't because it was helping so many people and that must be exactly the same for you well it's interesting because when I first started this business I was unemployed so when I'd go to networking meetings and people would be talking about Simon Sinek's, you know, why, and everyone would be like, my why is my kids, or my why is my grandma, or my why is this, or my, and I was like, honestly, I want to get off job seekers. I want to be able to pay the bills again. I need to be financially independent. So money was my why, totally was. And now that, you know, now that I am much more financially stable and, you know, I'm in a much easier position, it's so clear to me that, helping those people is what makes me keep going yeah just like you know when some like you know i had someone message me saying that they they plan to move their family so she's got three kids and a husband and she they plan to move to a new house in three years and because of the course they've been able to do it in a year and i was like that's amazing and her husband quit his job to work in her business because it was all going so well and i was like what? So not only am I helping you, I've helped all of your family and all I did was teach you some stuff that I made up essentially. I mean, obviously I know that it works, but originally I just made it up. Um, so yeah, now I'm like, now I know, now I understand the what's your why thing. At the beginning, I, I didn't have the mental capacity to even think like that because all I could think of was I need to feed myself. But now, yeah, that's like, it's definitely a driver for me. But I think the why needs to change as well as the business needs to change because I, I, I am one of those people that drives people insane because I, I constantly have ideas and it just never stops, you know, and, I, and, I, and I'm always like, and you know, we could do this and we could do this and we could do this and it's lucky that I've got Claire as a business partner because she'll go, seriously calm down you know we've got so many things going on let's write them down let's put dates to them and then we'll do them you know in the blah 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 we you know we change our mind and everything and everything but the business evolves so much through those new ideas and everything like that and then my why changes and my ideal client changes and you know our our focus changes and that must be the same for you you can't stay where you are forever yeah definitely so um when i first started out i i started out as a freelancer for a virtual assistant agency and I literally would do anything that they sent my way um, and then I decided to set up the digital agency and I would do any work on sent my way and then over time I niched down and niched down and niched down to you know email marketing and blog writing and social and then I got rid of the email marketing and then I kept a few blog writing clients but I was only promoting the social media and then you know I realized actually my, my zone of genius another one of those phrases a lot um, Instagram and I started doing that all of you know all of the things on by the wayside and I think that yeah everything gets easier when you get more clear on what it is that you're doing and the other thing is as well it's it's enabled to focus more on like you said who I want to work with so um you know being environmentally friendly is really important to me and as a brand so you know I do actively seek out environmentally friendly businesses to work with me 
Um, and there are plans in the works to do more environmentally friendly things as a business. So I'm a massive eco freak anyway. Um, I always have been. But to be able to do that and do more in that area as a business is is a big thing for me. And yeah, that's another thing with, with a bit of financial freedom is all of a sudden you can do things because it's that really matter to you. Yeah, no, completely. So you're touching on the things that you have planned for the business. So where, you know, what can people expect to come from you? More. So in terms, of, in terms of being environmentally friendly? Well, environmentally friendly or, you know, are you going to tie that into the business? Is there going to be something that we can find? Oh, I hadn't, you know what? I hadn't thought about providing something environmentally friendly. I was thinking more, and like I've already spoken about this on social, so this won't be a surprise to anyone who's already followed me, but more about planting trees and, you know, putting money into environmental causes and things like that. So, you know, should somebody sign up to one of my courses, I will donate to whatever cause I think makes sense. But do you know what? That would be amazing in the future to be able to, um, I mean, personally, already invest in a hydroelectric company up in North Wales. Um, so it would be, I don't see why I couldn't do that in the future. And that's actually a really nice thing to think about. For... There you go. I'm spreading my maniac gene. So you'll be flying out loads of ideas now. <laughs> So when you're not doing um, Kimber Digital, what does Kimber do in her spare time? Um, so obviously I've been doing more more hooping lately. The past couple of years we've been renovating this house. So we moved to Bristol in 2016, I think. Um, and you know, Bristol's not the cheapest of areas, but we got we got a really decent sized house, but it needed a lot of work doing to it. So the past year or so I've been spent most of my time we've been renovating, up doing, you know, we had the whole bottom of the house redone. Um, but a lot I love reading, I love listening to audiobooks and podcasts. Um, my crazy cat who I had to lock downstairs because I knew she was gonna come and join in if we didn't. <laughs> um I like, you know, self-improvement and yeah, I think like I said before, it's I've been so focused on the business for so long that now I'm suddenly getting back into my hobbies again. So yeah, I think my main ones are reading and, and hula hooping, which is not normal, but I love it. So Oh no well, I mean obviously for me, you know, growing up with with Emma Kenner in, in my world, it's completely normal for me. You know, whenever anyone says, you know, I, I'm into hooping, I'm like, Do you know Emma Kenner? They're like, Yeah. She's amazing. <laughs> She's like a super famous hooper. I remember being like a bit starstruck when I first met her. That's so funny. I literally <laughs> live around the corner from her and I've got pictures of her naked in my paddling pool. So <laughs> don't, don't worry, Emma. I'm quite happy to get them out. <laughs> I need to see those photos. That is hilarious. Yeah. My gosh. Oh, well, bribery. Don't. You've probably got worse things than me, actually. Sorry, Emma. Take that back completely. <laughs> <laughs> oh. so um what else do you need to tell us about your business spill some juicy gossip oh juicy gossip i don't know about juicy gossip um i don't know really i suppose i suppose the main thing is if if any of what i've said has resonated then join one of our free five day challenges is the thing um how do they join that is it joined through instagram or is it through facebook Oh, we promote it. I promote it everywhere. I am relentless. My friends, some of my friends have blocked me from their feed because I post all the time. I am completely like, I have no qualms about sharing about it. But go to my website, so kimberdigital.com forward slash InstaBizWeek or just check any of my channels because, and we are at Kimberdigital 
can't say we. I am. I am initial everywhere. Uh, and it's my name is Barbara, so it's A, A not E R, like Simba. <laughs> so what? What was? It, does did Mum and Dad just love this name, or is it a nickname? I've never had Kim, heard Kimba before. All right. So this is this is this is out, outing me a little bit, not outing me, but like um, this is a bit. Not everybody know this, but my name is actually Kimberly, but it is spelt weird. So it's spelt K-I-M-B-A-L-E-E. Okay. So Kimber and then Lee. So I was told that um, the reason for this was that my parents wanted to give me a name that I could chop and change however I wanted. So I believe my mum had some issues when she was going for interviews and stuff because she felt like it was because she was a woman and she wanted me to be able to change my name on you know, CVs and job applications and things so that it could say Lee Cooper if I wanted to. And then once I got there, I could blow them out of water. That was the idea behind it. Little did they know that I was going to be a business owner and never have to go for an interview again. But the thought was there. Um, and then when I was in college, there was loads of Kims. And so we all kind of got given separate names. So there was a Kimmy and like, my name just naturally fell into Kimber. And everyone calls me it now, even my nan, like around who's eight, just 81 yesterday and has dementia still remembers that I am Kimber not Kim so like it's just and it's such a good brand name it's so good like easy to remember that it makes the name my business after it <laughs> oh yeah thanks mum for calling me Denise that's not helpful <laughs> <laughs> good job I've got a personality that you can't forget really <laughs> I like the name Denise yeah I don't, think I've ever met, I don't think I've ever met another Denise actually thinking about it oh well there you go that's good yeah, it's French for Dennis, and every taxi I ever get to says, Taxi for Dennis. <sighs> it's French for Dennis. Yeah. Female, French for Dennis, but it's still French for Dennis. No. Great. Thanks, Mum. <laughs> Mind you, the best, the best name story I've ever had is my actual mum, who... Um, she's Sally, but spelt with an IE because when her dad went to register it, she thought he thought, oh, I'll just make it a bit more interesting and stuck an IE on the end. Ah. Yeah, so she's a bit more of an interesting Sally. She's been spelling her name her whole life, same as me then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, even her brothers, she's got like 25 brothers were Irish, there's loads of us. And um, she's and they they all spell it with a Y. It makes me laugh every time she gets a card. <laughs> yeah. So the interesting thing is my other nan, lover, uh, has always every single birthday card she sends me, she spells my name a new way. I don't know how she's managed to invent a new way to spell it every time, but it cracks me up. And she because she knows it's not spelled like E R L E Y the normal way, so she always invents like a new way. And I'm like, wow, there's like a hundred different ways of spelling Kimberly apparently. But it's weird because she'd never call me that in person, so I don't know why she writes it down. It's so bizarre. No, I've I've I gave my children Irish names, and I've got a Neve, and I've got an Easter, and and Neve isn't too bad. You know, lots of people know how to spell that. You know, that it's quite good. And sometimes we get the kind of American version NEV, but usually, you know, we get it spelled right. Efa, it's brilliant. And, you know, and it's brilliant when they write it, but it's even better when they don't know her name and they try and read it out. I mean, she gets Alfie, she gets Olaf, she gets Aoki. It's just amazing. And I would, I know Olaf was amazing. That was that was in the bank. It was great. But, oh my gosh. I know. But I, but I like, people go to say it and I'm like, don't you dare. And make them read it, and make people read it out, and they're like, um, Aofi? I'm like, oh, 
bled. No, you tried. Yeah, Top marks and giving it a go. Well done. Yeah. Definitely no Irish blood in you. <laughs> I, do, I do feel bad for like primary school teachers now though, because lo- like it's much more common to give kids unusual names and to spell names unusually. So they must be, it must be like first day of school. Do you know what? Just line up and tell me what you're called because this is going to take me a while. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd be awful. I would be absolutely awful. It wouldn't, it wouldn't be for me at all. But then I couldn't think of anything I would rather not do than be a teacher because other people's children are awful yeah yeah, like yeah. That, my but... children are awful i don't need other people's <laughs> no no absolutely not <laughs> so yeah teaching is the is the thing that i could have gone into after uni because i interesting fact studied welsh at uni and that's what everyone expects you to do um when you finish is go and be a teacher but i was like i do not have the patience at all not I'm not which is ironic because now I teach people for a living so <laughs> just not what I expected to and not kids either so um. so do I kind of I'm kind of a teacher actually but I just yeah I, at least it's somebody who's willing to learn and you know but will like you will financially benefit from from our teaching so they actually listen and you know and if they don't want to listen to either of us then that's fine we just move on to the next person not not a problem at all exactly and we're not being marked on how well they do or anything you know it's entirely up to them to to remain accountable and to put the effort in so it's slightly different so is kimber originally from wales then yes yes i'm Ah. from north wales and then i moved to cardiff for uni and lived there for nine years and then moved Cardiff's so, yeah. lovely. So whereabouts are you originally from then? How well do you know North Wales? Not. All right, let's go northeast, about an hour from Chester. All oh, right, okay, not bad then. So right, like, I could see Talacra Beach from my bedroom window when I was growing up, but I was in the hills in a little village with only a bus every two hours. So I really like living in a city now. <laughs> I can't. I couldn't imagine going back to not being able to. Yeah. I just and you had to walk down to the bottom of the hill because the power cables were so low that the buses couldn't get up the hills if you wanted to catch the bus you had to walk 20 minutes down the steep hill to get the bus that only came every two hours if you missed it you have to go back up the hill again do not miss that no no, no that does not sound like my idea of fun at all so we're coming to the coming to the end of the podcast and i finish all podcasts by doing the eight mile moment so i say on every podcast I don't give a shit what anyone thinks about me and I'm very open about that but I also love Eminem and I love the film and the eight mile and I love that he does all his rap battles by saying the worst things about him he's white he's skiddy lives in the trailer you know all of that so that his opponent then can't come back and say anything to him because he said all of the bad things so Kimba tell us all the bad things about you uh okay so grew up on a council estate uh was i started my business because i was sacked uh what else i'm not very good at saying what's bad about me i try and focus on the good so that's hard isn't it what else i don't know i swear probably way too much definitely swear way too much i've been so well behaved on this podcast (laughs) um don't see my family probably as much as i should Books. Uh, what else? Is that enough? Probably not. Yeah. No, I'm. I'm intrigued. Why did you get sacked from your job? Probably for the reason I make. A, I'm. I'm very good at what I do now. Is uh, 
I didn't believe so um, I can't say who it was but it was it was somewhere I'd wanted to work for a long time so much in fact that when I didn't get the job the first time around I went somewhere else got the experience I needed and went back and got the job and then uh, I basically was there for a couple of months not not the whole of my probation and I went to the CEO and said these are the things I've noticed these are the things that aren't being done efficiently this is how I think you should address it you know I was probably too open and too honest and uh yeah they escorted me out of the building the next day awesome um, well i just i think in my head i was like this is really important to me i want this business to do well because i believe in it so i want to tell you what i think is not working so that we can fix it um and obviously that didn't go down very well not everybody likes to be told what's not working and you know maybe i didn't go about it the right way and maybe it worked out really well for you in the end anyway. And in the end, it did, yeah. So, do you know what? Never, at the time, it was like the worst thing that ever happened to me. I was like, I can't believe I've been sacked. I've always been such a goody two-shoes. Like, I've never never been had anything like this happen. I can't believe it. I was mortified and then, you know, struggling to get jobs. It was really hard to get jobs in Bristol. But in the end, it's all worked out fine. Actually, I think with attitude is what's probably instead now. And yeah. The fact that I've gone from unemployed to self-employed and then employing people is, for me, something I'm really proud of. Yeah. So how long have you been in business now? Since I moved to Bristol, really, so three and a bit years. No, that's good. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. It's been amazing. And as always, if anyone else wants to be on the podcast, please do email us at info at find-surveyors.co.uk. Thank you very much and bye.